It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU. My name's Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Happy Friday to you all. Hope you guys are all having a great day, getting ready for a weekend ahead full of sports, but in particular, BYU football looking to end a two-game slide as they take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors tomorrow night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Once again, thanks for taking the time to download the podcast. Today's show brought to you by All Guard Pest Control, located here in Utah. Also, Vivid Seats and our good friends at Sling TV. We'll be telling you about all three of those companies here in a moment. I'm Jay Catch, your BYU Insider here on the podcast, giving you all the information you need to know about BYU each and every day here on this podcast. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, giving you insider knowledge, inside opinion, and all the news when it comes to the BYU Cougars. Of course, BYU takes on Hawaii tomorrow night, scheduled for an 8.15 Mountain Time kick on ESPN2. And in typical fashion, I would expect that that kickoff gets uh, gets moved a little bit, maybe 8.20, 8.25 before it gets going, because we are at the mercy of ESPN and their scheduling. So don't be surprised if that game starts off a little bit later. But it should be a fun night in Provo with BYU taking on the Rainbow Warriors. This is a fun rivalry. Uh, I grew up watching BYU in Hawaii, and we're going to talk about this game. is going to be the focus of the show today. Let's, let's be real. We'll talk about the offensive players and defensive players from Hawaii you need to know here in these first one or two segments. Final segment of the show, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other teams in Provo and where you can catch them in action this weekend with our quick hit segment. So like I said, I grew up... Excuse me, with a steady dose of late night Hawaii football. I'm a college football nut. Uh, you can ask anybody that knows me well. A lot of you that listen to this podcast do know that. I will watch any and all college football games that are available to me. That includes Maction on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, the Fun Belt with Sun Belt football as well. And BYU and Hawaii have had a long standing relationship. I uh, played a lot of late night games because Hawaii, currently four hours behind with daylight savings time here in Utah when it's standard time it's still a three-hour time difference so it's not uncommon to see well to have seen BYU and other teams playing in Hawaii on a let's say a nine o'clock eight o'clock ten o'clock even sometimes mountain time kick and I grew up on that it was the way I kind of capped off my Saturdays watching football was when B- when Hawaii was at home, you would see them playing. And it happens a lot. Utah State, B- who BYU lost to a week ago, heads to Hawaii here in a couple of weeks. That game's scheduled for a 10 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. That would be, I think, a 6 or 7 o'clock kick there in Hawaii. That's midnight on the East Coast. Another late night, but I grew up with this rivalry, and BYU and Hawaii have played some classics. The good news for BYU entering this game is that in the series history between the two programs, Hawaii is 0-9 all-time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They have never won in Provo 
And BYU will be hoping to make that 10 losses when Saturday night's game Saturday night's game ends. And I think that they should be confident. Hawaii comes in with a high-flying offense. We've talked about it a lot. But this defense also gives up points uh, for Hawaii. So we'll talk about some of the players here in a moment. But the biggest question mark I have for BYU in this game is, is the defense going to get off the mat? And that's... That's a great question, in my opinion. If you guys disagree, let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter or find me on Facebook, etc. Let me know what you think. But this defense for BYU needs to figure it out. And that whether that is we're going to trust our guys to get pressure with four-man fronts, which is what they tried to do against uh, Utah State. I'm not going to lie. I think I saw all of two blitzes in that game against Utah State. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me to explain what the coaching staff is thinking there because I have no explanation for it. Every time we have asked as the media about bringing pressure, we've got answers that deflect away from the core issue and they won't answer it. So I don't have a good answer for you. I wish BYU would bring more pressure. Guys like Sione Takitaki, Butch Pau, they're guys that when they're rushing the quarterback, they're pretty adept from their linebacker positions at getting to the getting to the passer. Uh, Sione Takitaki played defensive end a year ago, has proven that he can get to the quarterback if given the opportunity. This defense as a whole, though, needs to get off the mat. Losing Zane Anderson to a season-ending surgery is not good news for the BYU linebacking core, especially when you're facing a potent run-and-shoot passing attack that's going to require guys run with people, and Zane Anderson, a former safety. He's a guy that BYU could use to cover guys in the slot. This is a game uh, Saturday night that I wouldn't be surprised if you see BYU play maybe some nickel and some dime packages. Put five and six defensive backs on the field to deal with what Hawaii's got going for them. They have two fantastic slot receivers in Cedric Bird and John Ursua. Uh, John Ursua, if that name sounds familiar, it should. He's a former prep star here in the state of Utah. Played, I believe, a year or two at Westlake High School in Saratoga Springs before transferring to Cedar High School down there in Cedar City. Really good player. He's been on an LDS mission. He's actually the brother-in-law of former BYU fullback Algernon Brown, married Algie's sister. So cool to see him. And he's off to a flying start this year. Uh, He has collected 55 passes, 801 yards, and 12 touchdowns. That touchdown number alone is half of the touchdowns that Cole McDonald, the star quarterback for Hawaii, has thrown on the season. Cole McDonald, expected to be healthy for this game, has passed for 2,100 yards on the head, 24 touchdowns against just two interceptions. A 12-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm not going to lie, Hawaii's got to be looking at what Utah State and Washington have done the last two weeks to the BYU secondary in terms of thrashing them for passing yards, historic performances completion-wise, and they've got to be excited. So that's why i bringing me back to my original point. Can this BYU defense get off the mat and figure it out? I think BYU needs to bring more pressure. They need to get to this quarterback. The four-man front idea, like I said, we've asked the coaches about this and we get deflected answers. They deflect away from the core issue. Corbin Kafusi and Trajan Peely are okay. They get to the quarterback on occasion. They get there fairly well, but they get there late. 
Can you bring another man, bring a linebacker? Sione Takitaki, a Riggs Powell, Adam Pulsifer, Butch Pau'u, Isaiah Kafusi. Is, is somebody out there on that linebacking core capable of getting to the quarterback? And will Elisa Tuiaki, Ed Lamb, and Kalani Satake have the stones to pull the trigger? I hope they do. They need to because if they don't, they're setting themselves up to be torn apart because all Hawaii has done this year is sling the ball all over the field and route to a 6-1 start to their season. Granted, that 6-1 start has not come against anybody that has a P5 label next to their name. Their lone loss was against Army, who's a pretty good team, um, held the ball away from Hawaii, but Hawaii had their chances in that game. I've watched a lot of Hawaii football this year, and if... Uh, Jake Browning completing 92% of his passes and Jordan Love not having the best statistical day but completing a high percentage and getting four touchdown passes a week ago seemingly at will. BYU is going to be in trouble if they think they can sit back and absorb what Hawaii's bringing because the, the Rainbow Warriors will score and score in bunches. John Ursua, like I mentioned, 800 yards already on the season, seven games in, 55 passes, 12 touchdowns, absolutely phenomenal. Cedric Bird is more of the burner of the two inside receivers that they play, those slot guys. Cedric Bird can take you deep on any given play. Legit, I 4-4 type speed guy, maybe sub 4-4. BYU's going to have to bring pressure. They've got to get Cole McDonald uncomfortable. I know there's been questions about Cole McDonald playing or not playing. A former teammate of his, Hunter Hughes, a quarterback of Hawaii, was on with the Zone Sports Network with DJ and PK in the morning yesterday, said that he expects that he'll play. He told reporters, Tuesday, I'm good to go. I would guess maybe it's more of a game-time decision, but I would expect that Cole McDonald, have to sit, after sitting out next last week, sorry, not next week, last week, will play in this game, and he's got to be licking his chops because seeing what BYU's defense has done the last two weeks is not going to get it done. They've got to figure it out. Lisa Tuiaki, I know I'm a... I'm a nerd. I'm not. I'm a football nerd, but I'm not a coach. I've never coached the game. I played the game to the to my senior year in high school, which is removed by a decade at this point plus. But anybody who has watched BYU the last two weeks sees it, understands it, and knows BYU needs to figure it out on defense. Get off the mat. Figure it out. Bring some pressure. Trust your freshman corners and your other players in that secondary. Diane Gonwoloku hopefully coming back. That they can go out and get the job done covering Hawaii's receivers. Trust them. Bring the pressure. Say, you guys are going to go man-on-man. We've got to get home. We've got to get pressure on this quarterback. Otherwise, Hawaii will score points. All right. Enough of me ranting about the BYU defense. We'll talk about some of the BYU offensive thoughts I have with Zach Wilson in line to start next. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about today's sponsor of the show, local company, All Guard Pest Control, located here in Utah County. Also cover you Salt Lake County, Wasatch County, pretty much anywhere along the Wasatch Front. You need help. They will be there to help you out with your pest control needs. They have a singular focus on pests. They don't do lawn care or anything else. 
they do pest control and they want to do it the best they possibly can. Also, no contracts. You want a one-time visit? All Guard's there for you. You want a regularly quarterly spraying where they come every three months? They'll take care of you on a rotational basis as well. They want to make sure you're taken care of. I've met with the company. I've met with Seth, the owner, and he's absolutely phenomenal. He He's a big-time BYU fan. I can, I can tell you that for sure. He's a massive BYU fan, and he'd love to service each and every one of you who need help with your pests, whether that's spiders, mice, termites, katydids, uh, let's say you have an issue with um, praying mantises, he's got you taken care of. They'll come out and check it out. So give them a call. All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. Once again, Seth and his team are there to serve you. Give them a call. All Guard Pest Control at 801-851-1812. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily source, podcast-wise for all things BYU sports. Thanks for taking the time to download the podcast today. It's a pleasure to bring it to you guys, and hopefully you guys are having a great Friday. All right, let's talk about the BYU offense against the Hawaii defense here. A couple of guys from the Hawaii defense you need to get to know. The first one is a great name. He's got a name that resonates with college football fans. It's Jelani Tavai. He is the star running back. He is the heart and soul of this Hawaii defense. Wears number 31 on his jersey. He has 68 tackles in Hawaii's first seven games. Four and a half tackles for loss. He's got a sack. He's broken up two passes. He is a great player. His older brother played at USC. Got, felt like he got overlooked a little bit, stayed home, is playing for the hometown team there in Hawaii, and he knows what this rivalry between BYU and Hawaii is all about. Of course, BYU won 30-20 to in the season finale a year ago. Uh, Tavai earlier at practice, at practice earlier this week said, quote, I'm pretty sure this whole team is excited. Coach, speaking of Coach Rolovich, Nick Rolovich, has really emphasized how much a rivalry it is. Last year was my first year experiencing it. There was more more blue in our stadium than there was green and black. Well, bad news, Jelani, you guys come into Provo. There's going to be a heck of a lot more blue this time than there was last year on your home field. And he's going to play well. I, I have no doubt that Jelani Tavai is going to show up. The question I have now is BYU, with everything that we've reported, you heard on yesterday's podcast, Jay Drew, Patrick Kinahan, myself, uh, your dogs, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors, aunt, twice removed, knows that Zach Wilson is in line to start at quarterback at this point. It's being widely reported. There's no hiding it. The coaching staff understands that family talks, people are going to pass it along, and this is going to be a big-time battle. So Zach Wilson getting his first start for BYU has got a lot on his plate because he comes into this game, first career start, 
facing a defense that they put up a lot of statistics. Let's put it that way. I mentioned Jelani Tavai, an average of almost 10 tackles a game. Uh, he's got some other player uh, teammates. Matatia, a great player in his own right, 58 tackles on the year. Ikim Okeke, I hope I pronounced that right, 57 tackles. And Penny uh, Pavai. Pavihi, also 45 tackles. All these guys have tackles for loss, and a lot of their tackles for loss did come from a game when you play against a team like Army, team that runs the ball 95% of the time, you're going to gather tackle for loss because Army has it built into their scheme to absorb the losses, and it's just you sit back and you look at Hawaii's defense, they should not uh, be able to come in here and dominate the BYU offense. That's, that's on paper it shouldn't happen but the question is BYU can they get their offense revved up a new quarterback under center and go out and score points because it's my opinion that you're gonna if you're BYU you're gonna have to score in the 30s to win this game I've, I've talked about all year that that benchmark you stay in the 20s you have a chance and under Tanner Mangum's direction that was very much how BYU needed to play avoid turnovers make sure you kept everything in front of you. But at this point, BYU's got to be hoping that Zach Wilson provides a spark that will allow BYU to score enough points to go out and win games. I, I, man, and that's that sounds like a lot to ask of a true freshman quarterback making his first start. But Zach Wilson is very poised. I can tell you that from experience. He played through a nasty, nasty ankle injury. Most people don't know how serious it was a year ago. Um, ultimately missed a bunch of the season for Corner Canyon a year ago. But this kid is poised as poised can be for a true freshman. Uh, from the desk of Ralph Sokolowski, as Greg Rubel would say it, Ralph, of course, is the longtime stats man for BYU play-by-play. He's been working with Greg Greg's entire tenure doing play-by-play for the Cougars. He he tweeted this morning that Zach Wilson at 19 years old and two months will be the youngest freshman quarterback to start for BYU in their history. Granted, there are not a lot of freshman quarterbacks that have started for the Cougars. I believe seven in their history. Uh, Drew Hansen, I think, was the first one way back in the late 90s. But Zach Wilson will legitimately be the youngest quarterback in terms of age to have ever started for BYU in a game. Okay, this kid is coming into this and there's going to be expectations of him. I think the only expectation that BYU fans should have and I think the expectation that all fans should have is to win games. It may not look pretty. Kalani Satake is very much, I'll, I'll admit it, it looks very much like a Kyle Whittingham type of team. And let's be honest, where did Kalani learn most of his coaching from? Kyle Whittingham. And I know you're speaking, you're probably screaming at the at, at your speaker or whatever. Well, that's, that's Utah. This is BYU. I get it. I get that. I get it. I get it. I, re- I really do get it. But Kalani Satake, very much all he cares about is winning games similar to Kyle Whittingham. He doesn't care if it's ugly. All he cares is about having W's next to his name in terms of his win-loss records. And that's what BYU, I think, should have for this game. Uh, it would be great to see BYU go out and go for 300 yards passing and 200 yards rushing, have a 500-yard breakout, and everything's hunky-dory in Cougarville going into a bye week and then getting ready for the stretch run of the season. 
It would be great, don't get me wrong. But this game, simply put, BYU needs to win the game. Simple as that. Doesn't matter if you have to run for 150 yards and pass for 150 and get two sco- two uh, fumble returns for touchdowns. Win the game. Doesn't matter. I'm excited to see Zach Wilson. I do think he will bring a spark to this offense. His ability to move. He's got a very live arm. In my opinion, he's got a stronger arm than Tanner Mangum. That's just me, based on what I've seen. We'll see what he looks like in a game because... It's a, he's a freshman. He's played a lot in high school. He's played in mop-up duty twice for BYU to this point. Now the lights are on him. The pressure's on him. He's got to go out and produce. I think he'll do just fine. I don't think the moment is too big for Zach Wilson. Everything everybody has told me and everything I've heard from him is he is a very confident young man who is very comfortable in his own skin and playing under the bright lights. Now, he'll have players coming after him trying to take his head off and he's gonna have to be ready for that because it's division one football to quote dan hawkins it's division one football brother as an awful interpretation i apologize but he's got to go out and produce that's the biggest thing so can he go out absorb all the pressure that's gonna be placed on him by byu fans who look to him as an answer for what ails them who knows but The ultimate goal for BYU in this game, like I've said, and I'll repeat it again because broken record, I I, I understand that. Win the game. Snap that two-game losing streak. Get to four and three. Go into your bye week with a winning record. Get ready. Get Zach Wilson even more prepared for the stretch run, the final five games of the season, and see where you end up. We've talked all along on this podcast that before the season, the goal was a bowl game. After the Wisconsin game, it looked like like eight or nine wins was in play. I think the projections are now looking at a six or seven win season, ideally for BYU. Zach Wilson, freshman, he's he's got a lot on his plate, but he is coming into this game and it is going to be exciting to see what this young man can do. But let's also take it with a, with a measure of, I don't know what to say. It's not skepticism, not criticism. Just, just understand this is a freshman. He is a young man. He is out there to play football. I think he is pretty unflappable in all honesty, but we'll see what happens when he really is out on the field with all the pressure on him. All right, there you go. Uh, Hawaii, Fun, fun opponent, fun history, 0-9 all-time in Provo. So hopefully BYU makes it uh, 0-10 after tomorrow night, gets that 4-3 mark, and kind of wipes away some of the bad t- aftertaste of the last two weeks with BYU getting dominated. Very much both sides of the ball in this game are very critical for BYU. All right, talk to you about a sponsor before we go of today's show. That is Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is there to make sure that you have experiences that will last you a lifetime. You can go see your favorite artists. You can go to sporting events, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats has got it all there for you. Check it out. They offer great prices and easy purchasing experiences. You can use the code Locked On to receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer of Vivid Seats, which is is our special offer. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Then you go ahead and enter that promo code locked on to receive $20 off that order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats 
offers are confirmed are backed up, excuse me, by a 100% guarantee, they'll make sure you're taken care of. Once again, go to Vivid Seats, use the promo code Locked On, receive receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more as a new customer with Vivid Seats. Once again, Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU, whether it be insider knowledge, statistics, analysis, everything you need to know about the Cougars can be found right here. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks for taking the time to join us. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you find it of worth. It's our goal to be your daily source for everything you need to know when it comes to the BYU athletic department in particular football and basketball, but in our quick hit segment like we do regularly, we keep you updated on the other teams in Provo. That includes the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team. Junior outside hitter McKenna Miller helped number one BYU cruise past San Francisco in three sets last night, 25-12, 25-20, 25-21. BYU remains undefeated on the season, 17-0 on the year, 7-0 in West Coast Conference play. Congrats to Heather Olmsted and her team. They continue to get it done. They're going to be back in action tomorrow night at Santa Clara at the Levy Event Center. That'll be taking place at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. Match will be streamed live on the W.TV. You also can get live stats on the BYU Women's Volleyball schedule page. Check it out. The Women's Volleyball team should win again tomorrow. It's going to take a mammoth upset for them to lose in WCC play, in my opinion. And I don't see them losing, so they should go into the NCAA tournament as the top overall seed and a heavy heavy favorite to win a national title we'll see how it shakes out you never know what's going to happen once the tournament comes but BYU on cruise control right now in women's volleyball updating you on other sports taking place the men's diving and swimming teams will be in action today they're going to be hosting also the women's diving and swimming teams I apologize both diving and swimming teams let's clarify that will be in action for a dual meet with Colorado Mesa this afternoon 3 p.m. for the men's teams and 5 p.m. for the women's teams you can go out to the Richards building pool the brand new renovated facilities there and check that out women's softball is actually in action their fall schedule ongoing. They're going to be hosting Crosstown rival UVU at Gail Miller Field at 6 p.m. this evening if you want to go out and enjoy that. Men's and women's cross country um, head to Madison, Wisconsin. This is a big uh, run for the men's and women's teams, both ranked in the top 10, the men's team number two in the country. They are taking part in the pre-nationals invitational tomorrow morning and afternoon there in Madison. The women's team will get things started at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, followed by the men's team at about tw- uh, 1.15. Oh, sorry, I apologize. I screwed that up. 
10 a.m. Central time for the women's team, so 9 a.m. Mountain time, and then 11.15 a.m. roughly for the men's team at pre-nationals. I'm expecting both teams should show relatively well. The women's soccer team also in action this weekend. They, they're they on the road in Malibu to take on Pepperdine. They're undefeated in WCC play, looking to keep it that way. They'll take on the Waves at 2 p.m. Mountain time. Game will be broadcast on the W.TV. Also, radio broadcast on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 or 107.9 FM along the Wasatch Front. And as, as if that's not enough, Get you a couple other things going on. The women's softball team, they face UVU tonight. They'll also be in action tomorrow afternoon, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, when they host Boise State, making the drive down I-84 and I-15 to face off against the Cougars. So there you go. Keep me updated on everything going on. Also, the women's uh, tennis team continues to participate in the ITA Regional Championships. Wishing them the best of the luck as they go through the rest of the weekend. We'll keep you updated on how they perform once the weekend concludes. And that concludes the podcast. Hopefully you guys have had a great Friday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the preview edition of Hawaii. Getting you ready for Saturday night's game. 8.15 Mountain Time in Provo at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Going to be a ton of fun. Of course, the station I work for, The Zone Sports Network, will have pregame coverage and full postgame coverage for that matter on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. If you are so interested, Hans Olsen, Will Snowden, and their cast of thousands friends that'll stop by Derek Stevenson seems to pop up now and again uh, Gordon Monson has been known to stop by so same with Patrick Kinahan so tune into that if you're looking for some pregame options they'll be live at JCW's in Provo for the pregame show go get some food enjoy the ambiance and enjoy the game before we go though give you my prediction I'm taking BYU in a win in this game I don't think it's going to be easy. As we talked about in the second segment, I the the overarching goal for BYU in this game, just win the game. That's all that matters. I don't care if it's a 3-2 to two game, but I want to see BYU win this game to snap that two-game slide, get some of the bitter taste out of their mouths and the mouths of fans who have really been down for the last two weeks after get, see, seeing their team just get absolutely humbled at the hands of two opponents in Washington and Utah State. So get to the point here. I'm taking BYU to win this game. I'm going to take the Cougars 31, Hawaii 20. Uh, I know the line's sitting around 11. We'll see how it plays out, but I've got BYU covering based on the line currently. We'll see if they're able to ultimately accomplish that. Best of luck to Zach Wilson in his first start. Excited to see what this young man has got. And it's a play for the future, let's be real. But hopefully all goes well in his first start. We'll be back, hopefully with a post-game edition of the show. Please um, say a prayer for my laptop that it holds out this time. It's been doing good since we rehabilitated it last week. So hopefully it holds out and we'll have a recap edition for you of the show. And of course, we'll be back on Monday with reaction uh, after re-watching the film. Also some thoughts on Kalani Satake and the players, etc. Um, as well with a bye week ensuing. Going to be a fun week next week. We'll mix in some interviews with media and other people with the bye week ensuing, some mid-season awards, that type of stuff. It should be a lot of fun. If you have ideas for that, please hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch or the show at Locked On Cougars. Happy to take your suggestions in tow and use them because it's a bye week. There's not a lot to talk about in terms of a game next week, but we'll look back on the season and even look ahead a little bit. 
it. Before we wrap things up here, I do need to tell you guys about our good friends at Sling TV, of course, a sponsor for today's show. If you don't want to miss out on any of the games, particular BYU, you need to watch on Sling TV. I know Sling is a company you may not be familiar with, but they are part of that cord cutting revolution. I'm a proud cord cutter. I was sick of paying for extra channels I never watched when all I wanted to do was watch college football. Sling TV is your best option for that. $30 a month will get you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and every other channel pretty much you need to watch BYU on. You can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite devices. The best part about Sling is there are no useless channels there, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time, no restrictions whatsoever. They give you the channels you want. That's what you pay for. Check it out. You can get a free seven-day trial by going to Sling. Sling.com slash locked on. That's S L I N G dot com slash locked on. Free seven day trial. Give it a shot. See if it's the right option for you. Thanks again for tuning in to today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. We'll be back tomorrow night with a recap edition and also Monday getting you ready for a bye week for the Cougars. Once again, also our show sponsor today. Check them out. All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. Any pest control issue you have, they're here to help you out. Seth and his team are the best in the business. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day